Kafvav, Tammuz, Tavshin Ayintet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
על ארץ וי, שנשמתך שזורה לנצח בבגד על ארץ וי, שנשמתך Yoram Gaon with the classic Eretz Tzvi, the remake, which includes a, um, an additional stands in memory of Roe Klein, opens up this week's edition of the Israel Show. Welcome one and all. Welcome in. We thank you for joining us, making us a part of your week. We're on each and every Monday, immediately following JM and the AM, which uh, translates to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time that we are on. But if you miss it, or you want to tell a friend, let's say you just want to tell your, your neighbor, your, your mate in the bungalow colony, or, or the neighbor in Deal, or wherever you are this summer around the world, about this great show called The Israel Show or any of the amazing programming on the Nahum Siegel Network. And they missed it. Oh, no, I missed it. No, no, you don't have to worry, because there's archives. Everything's in the archive. Go to NahumSiegel.com, go to the archives, pick the show, and then pick the edition that you want, or on the great Nahum Siegel Network app, which is available for free, for Android, for uh, iPhone, iPad, iPad Mini, iPad Air, <laughs> iPad Pro. Uh, your head can spin just from all different iPads. Anyway, available for free on the Nachum Siegel Network app. You go to the archives and you pick the show, etc. We have some interesting stuff coming up, really. Washington Post recently, Washington Post, interesting, recently uh, ran an article with uh, new information, at least for me it was new, I I think it's new information, revelations about the um, return of, uh, well, discovery of the body of Zachary Bamel HaShem Yikom Damo and his return to Israel. Um, And that was in April, the article came up uh, like about two weeks ago in the Washington Post, so we'll share with you some of the um, revelations that came up there. Also, you know, the the word fake news or the um, term fake news, which was coined by President uh, President Trump. <laughs> President said the word president and different words kept popping into my mind. You know, Obama, Bush. No, no, Trump. President Trump coined that phrase, fake news. It is such a good phrase, and and it hits home because we all know. That so much news is in fact fake news, and we're going to tell we're, we're going to follow the path of a fake news story. I call it the anatomy of fake news. It's um, a story about Benjamin Netanyahu, which his enemies continue to repeat. And then I saw a little um, a little clip last week where uh, they deconstructed it. They showed how the whole thing is just not true. It's based on 
on on uh, on a falsehood. And uh, so we'll go through it and show you uh, a little bit about that. We have um, slow and inspirational music for uh, the three weeks. The Bain Hametzarim. I had mentioned uh, is the Dire Straits. That's, I think, a, 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 a phrase that I've used many times in the past. We're going through the Dire Straits. And uh, I recently saw a Israeli language um, blog that actually that that mentioned that that discussed the term Bain Hamid Sarim and um, mentioned the words the, the the name dire straits because it really defines what it is. Meitzar in modern Hebrew is um, a um, a waterway that is. Uh, a narrow waterway between uh, two bodies of land. But it's also a narrow place that you feel boxed in, you can't get out of. Min karati ka So the opposite of meitzar is merchav. Merchav is the wide open space. Meitzar is a narrow space. Anyway, but we digress. Um, this past week, Hanoch Al-Balak passed away. He was a singer, part of the Givatron group. And uh, he is best known for being the soloist of um, Yair Rosenblum's Unitanet Tokef, which started out as a quote-unquote secular song, if that's even possible to think. It was introduced in a, a secular kibbutz, kibbutz Betashita, that lost 13 of its boys in the Yom Kippur War. Yair Rosenblum composed it. It has literally united Jews from all walks of life. Avram Fried recorded it. It is used in many synagogues uh, around the world, many Tzionidati synagogues as well. And Hanoch Balak, who made it famous, passed away this week. So we're going to play it for you. Uh, in tribute and in memory of him. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Kon <laughs> And <laughs> Who 
תשובה וצילה וצדקה, מעבירין את רוע הגזרה. אמת כי אתה הוא יוצרם ואתה יודע יצרם, כי הם בשר ודם. אדם יסודו מעפר וסופו לעפר בנפשו יביא לחמו. משול כחרס הנשבר, כחציר יבש וכציץ נובל, וכחצר עובר, וכענן כלב, וכרוח נושבת, וכאבק The beautiful voice of Hanoch Al-Balek passed away this uh, last week. And uh, we play that in his memory and in honor of his memory in a song that really unites Jews around the world, written after the uh, Yom Kippur War. for Kibbutz Betashita by Eir Rosenblum in memory of the 13 men that they lost during the war. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. On July the 11th, the Washington Post published a story entitled An Israeli Soldier Went MIA 37 Years Ago International Intrigue and DNA Testing brought him home. It sounds, it's like the title tells like the whole story in the title. Never saw such a thing, but you have to remember that uh, in Israel, the Israeli newspapers are very limited, not very limited, are sometimes limited by, uh, uh, with what they can write by the censor, by the military censor. So if there's something that is sensitive um, and the uh, censor feels that by putting it out there you're going to hurt the security of Israel in some way. For example, revealing sources, revealing ways of espionage and so forth. Mikorot v'shitot then uh, they they try to make sure that you don't publish it. The problem is that we live in a world, we've spoken about this before, we live in a world where information is just flowing everywhere. There's no way to really contain information by telling an Israeli newspaper or website you can't publish this because the information goes out, gets out, and then the Washington Post publishes it. So, they haven't figured out a way around that yet, Israeli censors. So that's why, if you're wondering why the story would appear in the Post, for example, rather than in an Israeli publication, that might be the reason. You might remember the background in uh, 1982, 
the uh, what's called today the first Lebanon war Operation Peace for Galilee the first day or two of the war an Israeli um, group of tanks rolled into an ambush in the Beka Valley they were ambushed by the Syrians and uh, the Syrians hit numerous tanks many killed and injured and three people were uh, declared missing in action and they were never found their bodies were never found and so forth and in Israel the ideal the value of bringing even a dead body to uh, burial in a Jewish way Kfurat Yisrael in a Jewish cemetery is very important it's an important value our enemies unfortunately know that too so they do everything possible even if they have just a body to hold it and use it as some sort of a bargaining chip and we see that happening right now with Hadar Golden and Oren Shaul Zachary Baumel's body was recovered and Baruch Hashem in April this past April in a very moving ceremony military ceremony on Har Herzl he was buried how did they get his body where was it who knew where it was who knew how to find it Washington Post writes and some of this we know that the body was buried in a cemetery in a Palestinian refugee camp on the outskirts of Damascus in Syria the specific name of the camp was Yarmouk you might be familiar with that name it appears in Sefer Bereshit as the name of a river so the Washington Post writes that residents of the camp had grown up hearing rumors that bodies of missing Israeli soldiers were hidden there you know how it is you live in a very tight knit community very close proximity it's like you're in a bungalow colony right and everybody starts these rumors everybody knows such and such and such and such but what are the details Mm, we don't know so nobody knew where except for some of the leadership of the terrorist organizations that were the ones who buried them but over time Israeli intelligence the Shin Bet, the Mossad God bless them got more and more information and understood as time went by that the bodies were buried there in that cemetery in Yarmouk. The story here says that Palestinians living in the Yarmouk refugee camp might have dismissed the rumors. You know, it's a rumor that, oh, you know, there's Israeli bodies buried in the cemetery here. But about a decade ago, the residents of the Palestinian refugee camp, the Arabs, started receiving... (laughs) It's just... Leave it to Israel. Receiving anonymous calls and text messages. Widely believed to be from Israeli intelligence. Duh. 
offering rewards for information about the corpses. So now they're getting, they have this rumor in their head that's been going around all these years, and now they're getting text messages saying, if you have information about Israeli body that's buried in Indianapolis, there'll be a big reward. Now the stakes are up. So the camp residents grew convinced that the bodies were in the cemetery. They interviewed uh, somebody who fled the that um, refugee camp in Yarmouk and lives in the Netherlands, Tar al-Sahali. He says, everybody knew it. Everybody. But where the bodies were buried was a very closely held secret by uh, the members of the Palestinian factions in charge of the camp, the PFLP-GC and Fatah. And, of course, they call them militants, but we know that they are really terrorists. In fact, the article calls ISIS militants and not terrorists. So if ISIS is militants, oh gosh, where we've come. Anyway, so in 2013, the civil war in Syria was already underway, and this cemetery changed hands. The rebels, ISIS... The, the uh, Assad forces, and so who would be able to access the cemetery and try and dig up the bodies and test them? That was a big problem. What happened eventually? Russian troops, Russia, as we know, intervened in the war to support Syrian President Bashar al Assad and helped Bashar al Assad win basically win the war and let Iran in and all the terrible things that happened with Russia's entry into Syria, which was done because um, President Obama just sat around doing nothing while that happened. So they intervened in the war to support Syrian President Assad and they obtained Baumel's body and returned it to Israel. But the search is not over. In interviews with the Washington Post... Syrian opposition leaders say that Russian and Syrian soldiers continue to dig in the cemetery, hunting for the bodies of the two other Israeli soldiers who went missing alongside Baumol, which is very hard because you got to figure out, I mean, all you have is a body, bones. How are you going to tell who's who? One of the residents of the uh, Palestinian camp, Palestinian Arabs, why are Palestinian Arabs still living in refugee camps in Syria after all these years? Why, why aren't they housed? That's a little open, closed parentheses. Why aren't they living in regular homes with the rest of their Syrian brothers? So one of the residents there says that ISIS was digging like crazy trying to uh, see if they could identify which of the bodies were that of those of the Israelis because that would be a great coup for them. The turning point, of course, was, as we said, the Russians. And uh, the Russians asked the um, help retrieve... The Russians asked the the rebels, the Syrian rebels, to help retrieve something from the cemetery. This is a quote 
from one of the uh, Arabs, it was a race against time. A competition between ISIS, which was still looking for these corpses, and the Russians, who also wanted to have the corpses. The Russians wanted it to give it to the Israelis. This person said, that's why they demanded the support of the opposition to get in and get out of the cemetery. Now, how did they even have a any Havamina? How did they have any guesstimate of where to look? Russia later revealed that it launched an operation based on specific coordinates that Israeli intelligence provided. They did it more than once. The first time it failed. The second time they were able to do it. The first time it failed because they were chased out. And um, here is like what I said before, Bamel's body was successfully brought back. Israel and Russia have released few details about the mission, nor have they disclosed how the remains were transferred to Israel. But an Israeli military official who spoke on condition of anonymity, because the information has not been officially released, confirmed that the body was uh, retrieved from Yarmouk, and Putin said it was pulled off with Syrian partners. That's the interesting revelations about the the chase, so to speak, and the rivalry between ISIS, the rebels, and the Assad forces, the Russians, to try and find the bodies of Jews. Amazing. But now that the whole world... And by the way, they dug up 10 bodies and shipped them to Israel. And Israel used DNA tests to see that one of the bodies was Zachary Bamel's. The others were not of any of the Israelis that were missing. or were probably other um, either terrorists or, or people that lived in the camps. But the people now in Yarmouk camp that heard about Baumel's body's return, they, oh, now they're looking for the guy who betrayed them. Who let the Russians take away the Jewish body and give it back to the Israelis so they could bury it? Well, no, no, nobody, of course. Everybody denies it. So what happens to the nine or so bodies of the Arabs that were scooped up because it was not clear which body was Baumol's? What happens to those bodies? Oh, you see, the Arabs feel that Israel should return right away, right away, should return their bodies. Israel said they're going to be buried in what they call a terrorist graveyard of unmarked graves in an undisclosed location. But the Palestinian Arab refugees from Yarmouk, oh my God, for them, the excavation of their cemetery, says the Washington Post, now pillaged and badly damaged is the latest in a long series of painful episodes. They have called on Israel to return those remains that do not match missing Israelis. You want the definition of chutzpah? Quote from Al-Sali, the one who we spoke about before, it's a matter of dignity for us. Yamuk Graveyard, our leaders are there, our sons. They took those bodies with no respect. These bodies should remain with the families, just like those of Baumel and the other soldiers. Could you believe it? For 37 years, they're holding Baumel's body. They probably still have the two bodies that are left, but <laughs> they have no problem looking you straight in the eye and saying, those bodies, they should be returned to be with their family, just like Baumol's was returned. Oh my gosh. No more needs to be said. Yonatan Razel, My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. 
צימוקים שקדים פרי מגד, נסע אבא לקנות בן חמד. לו 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 לו, לו 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 לו, בני. ואז עברנו אל קצווי תבן סוף. לו 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 לו, לו 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 לו, בני. צימוקים שקדים פרי מגד, נסע אבא לקנות בן חמד. לו 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 לו, לו 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 לו, בני. ואז עברנו אל קצווי תבן the greatness of having the ability so to speak to um, do a live show is that you can uh, give a live headline according to um, several sources from Israel the religious Zionist right wing group of parties have agreed and are about to sign on uh, a block of So that they will run together in the upcoming elections in Israel. This is good news. The Bayit Yehudi, the Ichud HaLeumi, are going to run together with the Yamina Chadash, the Bayit Leumi. The Bayit Yehudi is Rav uh, Rafi Peretz. The Ichud HaLeumi is led by um, uh, Minister Smutrich. And um, 
the Yamina Chadash is led by uh, Ayelet Shaked and Bennett. There are two other groups that should be joining. Should when I say should means they sh- they need to do this, even though they may not. One is Otzma Yehudit. That's uh, Ben Gvir and his group, and Zehut, which is Moshe Feiglin. I have a feeling that Moshe Feiglin is not the type of person who can run with somebody else. And uh, yet again, we'll run and throw out precious votes into the garbage. We have until August the 1st, later this week. Next week, we'll spend more time on this. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it at all this week, but with these headlines coming out, it seems that um, we just have to mention that. Okay. Um, so, we talk about fake news. Over the years... Prime Minister Netanyahu was ridiculed by his enemies for lying about an event in his youth. The story goes that in an interview in Idiot Achronot in, uh, what was it, 2006 or something like that, he wasn't Prime Minister at the time, I believe. 2006. Netanyahu said that as a kid, walking with his mother near their home, he saw British troops exercising in a uh, in a camp in a um, you know barracks whatever you want to call it there was a barbed wire and so forth I want to play for you uh, two two very quick cl- clips in which you'll hear various enemies of the prime minister over the years making fun of him for saying it one the first is Ehud Barak just amazing. His chutzpah is amazing also, where he says, I know Bibi's a genius because who else could possibly remember seeing British troops after the British had left Israel already? That's the problem with the story because Netanyahu was born after the establishment of the state and the British um, British troops had left already. So for him to say that he saw British troops would be a fantasy, a lie, whatever you want to call it. So here's Ehud Barak. And you hear all the people in the background laughing. It's, uh, it's very funny. And uh, Lior Schlein, who uh, hosts the satirical, very anti-right, very anti-BB show called Gav Uma, also talks about this, uh, how BB lied about that. הוא סיפר איך הוא ראה בילדותו בירושלים את חיילי המנדט הבריטי, את השוטרים הבריטיים מתאמנים, למרות שהוא נולד בכלל אחרי קום המדינה חודשיים אחרי שהחיילים והשוטרים הבריטיים כבר לא היו פה. אמיתי לגמרי. אמיתי לגמרי, he ends off with his little shtick about uh, lambasting Prime Minister Netanyahu. אמיתי לגמרי. But actually it's, it's not אמיתי לגמרי. You see, there was a long interview in Yediot Achronot, and this, by the way, um, was researched by um, several websites. I believe the Ayin Hashviyit was the original one. And, and uh, it was uh, brought out recently on a small, uh, on a short video clip, which we'll post later on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Uh, they post, they uh, have a short clip where they explain this whole thing. So, in this interview in Yediyora Chronot, Netanyahu was trying to explain how, when he was a kid, 
he saw things that scared him, military things that scared him. And he was walking with his mother, and he asked his mother, he, he was afraid of all these things. He asked his mother, how am I, when I reach the army age, how am I going to deal with this? Now, many, 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 many parents in those days used to tell their kids who said something like that, don't worry, by the time you grow up for army age, we won't need an army. Which was a really bad thing to say to a kid. But his mother said, don't worry, you'll be big, you'll get strong, and you'll be able to deal with it. She was able to instill in her kids this notion of don't be afraid, you'll be able to deal with the challenges. Now, you know, in newspapers, when they print a large interview, they always have little blurbs on the side in big letters, a little box, or uh, like a sidebar, a highlight. And they take, usually, quotes from the interview and put it there to fill the space and to sort of be sort of a mini-headline. So in that box, on the side, it said... British soldiers were exercising, maneuvering over that barbed wire, and it bothered me because I was small and so forth. That's on the side, in the sidebar, in that little promo piece. But in the interview itself, it says... Halachnu harbe basadot. We used to walk around a lot in the fields. Pam achat halachti barachovim imashali v'raiti chayalim mitamnim, and I saw soldiers exercising. Atayodeh ma'al geder tayil past the barbed wire v'zema odhitridoti. Do you see the word British in here anywhere? No. How did the word British get into the little box on the side, the promo box? Because just before that, he said that near his house was an abandoned British army base. And they had these big big cement uh, anti-tank, excuse me, these big cement anti-tank, blocks and they were very big and they frightened him and then he saw the soldiers and so forth so the editor mixed up the Bachar Zetzer as they like to say mixed it up and and he wrote something that Netanyahu never said that he saw British soldiers now Netanyahu's enemies go ahead don't quote from the interview, quote from this thing, and then, of course, the fake news makes its way around the world. You know what they say, right? Uh, uh, um, Falsehood makes its way around the world a thousand times before the truth starts walking. Something like that. I don't remember how that goes exactly. Now, if you say, okay, that's Mayor Weingarten interpreting, or whoever was saying this, interpreting it, later on, three weeks Later, a letter to the editor appeared 
by the head of the Likud movement at the time, Ophir Akunis, who went on to be... Uh, he, was the, he was the communications <clears throat> advisor of the Likud. He went on to be a minister. He, I think he's still a minister or a Knesset member. And he writes that on the side of the newspaper, on the side of the article in the box that is quoting the interview, there was a mistake which said that Netanyahu as a child saw British soldiers and so forth, but it's not true. It was Israeli soldiers that were exercising in the former army base that was uh, the army base that was formerly um, occupied by the British or put up by the British and so forth. Underneath that letter to the editor, there's a note from the Idiot Editorial Board, from the Ma'arechet, and says, we checked over the transcript of the interview, The editors of Yidiot, no fans of Netanyahu, admit, and they say, it's true, it was a mistake, Netanyahu never said Chayalim Britim or Shotrim Britim, he was talking about a um, military area that was built and then left by the British. And so, since 2006, this falsehood continues, because who's going to listen to the explanation? And Ehud Barak the Chutzpinyak and others continue to use it to make fun of Netanyahu. And this is what we are living through in our day and age. This is what happens. Unfortunately, sadly, this is the way our world is working. Little sound bites, little nonsense, pieces of, of stupidity, which in many cases are lies. And then just become part of, supposedly part of history. want to point out an important book that came out recently that is so appropriate for the three weeks, the nine days for Tisha B'Av. It's called Uncovering Sefer Yirmiyahu, an archaeological, geographical, historical perspective by Rabbi Yehuda Landi. He put one out about Purim and Esther. It is, I haven't seen it yet, but from the description of it, it is really, really fantastic and important reading because it it raises you to a new level of understanding by synchronizing Tanakh and Chazal with archaeological evidence and, and modern scientific research. We've talked about it here on the show many times about evidence of found in Bavel in Mesopotamia about things that are written in Tanakh. It's a full-color book, contains dozens of pictures showing artifacts dating to the days of Yirmiyahu Navi, as well as sites that are mentioned in Sefer Yirmiyahu. It also contains recent pictures of historical sites in Iraq pertaining to the days of Nevi'im, Yirmiyahu, and Yechezkel. 
it is, I'm going to go out and get it soon. Or you can get it on Amazon. Amazon.com has it as well. You don't want to miss it. Okay, we're going to end off with well, a couple of things. Um, first of all, we will not be here next Monday because during the nine days between Rosh Chodesh Av and Tish Av, we take a break every year. We will be back on Yud Bet Av, which is actually the day after Tisha Av. No, I'm sorry, Yud Aleph Av. Tisha Av this year is on a Shabbos, so the first day becomes the 10th of Av. We'll be back on the 11th of Av, which is Monday, August the 12th, um, with a brand new show. Oh no, but we'll be here. Yeah, right. We'll be back. We'll, we're going to be off August the 5th, and we'll be back August the 12th with a brand new show. Um, and we're going to end off this show with um, a new look at a song that we introduced a number of years ago. In 2016, we introduced Yishai Rebo's song, Or HaChayim. What? Uh, I'm still in love with it after all these years. I, I, I can listen to it over and over again. It talks about the amazing beauty of Torah and how much joy it brings to people and he says I didn't study it continuously I studied it here studied it there but I saw others malachim I saw like angels that studied it constantly I only tasted it for a few short times. But I saw people that were truly happy. And they have a beautiful glow on their faces. And he continues. And then he goes on. Somebody who found myself in it. When I didn't remember who I really was, the Torah helped me understand and remind me and helped me find myself in it. She always came and helped me, showed me a glowing face. It is said, that it is all the goodness of the world if we'd only have an idea, an inkling, if we'd only have an inkling of the goodness that it is, Torah, we would run, run, run. We are, we are um, taken hostage, so to speak, in its, in its beauty. We are crazy over it and we get all worked up over the Torah the Or HaChayim the light of life all its paths so the name of the song is Or HaChayim we've played it many times but only last this past week did I realize because of something that Yishai Rebo wrote 
that it's named Or Chayim because it is based on a passage from the Perush of the Or Chayim on Devarim Chavav Yud Aleph of Vesamachta Bechol Hatov. And the Or Chayim says, Shimayu Bnei Adam Margishim Bamitikut Varivut Tuv HaTorah. If people would realize the beauty, the sweetness, the goodness of the Torah, Hayu Mishtagim Umitlahatim Achareha. They would, they would totally ignore the, a, a, a world that's full of treasures of gold and silver. They would be like nothing. And he mentioned this at his big concert in Caesarea. And it turns out they didn't plan it this way. That the concert in Caesarea at night was Motza'e, the Yortzite of the Or HaChayim. Very beautiful. So we're going to end off the show with that. Before we do so, we say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And a very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports and then Novik now with Jake Novik. After that, the great Monday music marathon of Sloan Inspirational Appropriate Music. And then, not next Monday, but the Monday after next, the day after Tisha B'Av. Until then, immediately following Jamie Dame, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race. כמי שעסק בלקראים וראה אנשים מלאכים שמיתו עצמם עליה וקיבלו ממנה חיים כמי שטעם טעמה לרגעים וראה אנשים באמת מאושרים ואיזה אור על הפנים איך הם נשבים בקסמה לפניה מתהלכים כסומה אחריה ותכלית האמת היא כל צדדיה כל שבעים פניה יקרה מפז ומאושר נקנתי בעמל וביושר והיא הדרך והיא האושר כמי שמצא בה את עצמי, כשלא זכרתי מי אני, תמיד היא באה והאירה לי פנים. אומרים שהיא כל הטובות שבעולם, אם רק היה לנו מושג. היינו רצים ורצים ורצים, ונשבים בקסמה לפניה. מתהלכים כסומה אחריה, ותכלית האמת היא כל צדדיה, כל שבעים פניה. יקרה מפז ומאושר, נקנתי בעמל וביושר, והיא הדרך והיא האושר. איך הם נשבים בקסמה לפניה? משתגעים, מתלהטים אחריה, ואור החיים, כל נתיביה, כל נתיבותיה. 
Thank <laughs> you. 